you know what i've been on a raw food diet uh, this week and i've been really enjoying that um and actually you know just not cooking it up and taking in all the nutrients really feeling nourished and yeah it's going well so if you want to check out my blog it's online on our dubai today page and you can find out more about what it's like following a raw diet but i don't know if i'll be sticking with it this morning it's great for the dewa bill yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i say push on <laughs> <laughs> and as always on the thursday brunch we like to to share with you news stories so let's get into those this morning food news let's start with you helen what's your food news well this is the, this is an interesting one because uh i love pickles i'm sure a lot of people out there love them too but there's an unexpected benefit to them and woody allen if he's listening might want to uh, might want to listen up because they're great if you're a bit neurotic so pickled foods pickles kimchi sauerkraut um, have been proven by the University of Maryland to reduce neuroticism and social anxiety. So, a psychiatry research journal has published to say that scientists were quite surprised to find that issues of mental health might be tied up in the stomach as well as the mind, calling it the mind-gut connection. And food like pickles um, have the probiotics to favourably change the environment in the gut, which can then lead on to less social anxiety. Now, I know this story. We actually talked about this a few weeks ago, and it's just fascinating, isn't it, how we totally do connect. Uh, with, obviously, we, we think of food of what we enjoy and how we enjoy eating, but actually to really understand how it affects our mood, our psyche, and our well-being as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, I mean, if you've ever come across somebody who's had a, had a long day and hadn't had their lunch or their dinner, you kind of start seeing that they're a little bit more irritable. Mm-hmm. The, the body is, it needs to eat. Uh, it, it always wants to be nourished you, and it gives you it's what the energy is for you to work you know do a thinking. if you overeat and you wake up feeling bloated and sluggish and then you're more inclined to continue to eat those really ha- kind of heavy high carb thinking that's going to give you energy it's a bit of a it's a bit of a nasty cycle to get into and incredibly common mm. says the girl who had two weeks <laughs> it's of a very very vicious cycle <laughs> yeah, well, like i mean because obviously you just um pouring the food full of like um like high gi foods yeah so and, and that's what you're saying you're literally trying to you're eating that next meal to get that next high to make you feel that level that you want whereas if you actually went something like Suzanne's eating like a raw diet you know um it keeps you a lot level mm-hmm. a lot more level so you're not getting the spikes in the blood sugar i want to talk to you guys you about feel. breakfast actually because that's something that i really struggle with most important meal of the day so i hear and the best <laughs> especially at the bistro um, I'm um, I'm just really struggling everyone says have bananas have porridge I hate bananas and porridge is just such a hassle so what I what I need is like a kind of a quick fix in the mornings and I'm just stumped to be honest so if you guys can have a think for me I'm basically using this as a free consultation session yeah and that's absolutely (laughs) right for everybody on 4001 and I think you know the foods that give us energy and that's something we'll be getting into in more detail but uh, on your menu you do a great breakfast I've had your eggs you do a variety of different uh, menus around eggs we're talking a lot about eggs last week actually but you know what's on your menu at the moment chef um, the new menu at the moment, we've got, like you're talking about porridge, we've got a quinoa porridge coming on there. Mm. Um, the new menu should start, hopefully, at the beginning of August. Um, we've got these chia pots that you guys have in front of you. Uh, we're calling this one uh, the Noyo Primal Parfait. So you have uh, dates on the bottom. It's all, it's all layered beautifully, actually. So it's dates at the bottom and then 
some chia seeds and I can see some fruit peeking I was, out I wasn't well. sure if I should you know eat it or keep it as like a souvenir you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can write the words in the it looks middle. like something you get from Sukhar yeah, yeah, Baha it's <laughs> Dubai in the middle you I know, know it's like, oh. in a beautiful glass jar <laughs> and yeah we'll take a picture we're obviously posting pictures throughout the morning on Facebook and social media and on our blog this morning but what else is in here Chef? Uh, in the chia seed mix you have bananas cinnamon vanilla uh some berries and then uh, like a grain and nut grain free nut and seed granola wow the top, yeah. it looks delicious actually that's really going to give you wings isn't it so, so the point is that it's gluten free there's okay. no added sugar there's no dairy which are the principles that we stick to it in paleo so you're getting the natural sugars from the fruits that's right and dates is obviously mega high yeah. in and it's a great it's a great uh, ingredient I mean think about it in, in uh, Arabic culture or Islamic culture the date is the, f- the fruit or the you know the, the, let's say the energy they get after fasting mm-hmm. so that is imagine someone's been fasting for a whole day and they believe that if you have a date that's a, a and perfect when you think sustenance. about it breakfast Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you're breaking you're breaking your fast after you know eight, ten, twelve hours. So yeah. you do need to be considerate about what you put in your body first thing in the morning. What yeah. about the fermented foods? Is that are you a fan of fermented foods? Yeah, I love pickles. Are you? Yeah, and when I was pregnant as well, loved it. It was even <laughs> even worse. Not like kind of the weird pickles and ice cream, but things like um like a Branston pickle and like a nice kind of chunk of cheddar cheese. Yeah, love it. I love kimchi, Korean food, and kimchi pancakes all over it but some people just get really turned off I guess it's what you get used to growing up one of, one of the things is if you've um, if you've ever been to like a farmhouse or somewhere out to the country some in any of these countries where they keep uh, these pickles as and part of the you know the fresh food the way they do it it's, it's so good you're buying it from a supermarket it's in a jar it's been in a warehouse it's, it's, it's kind of like processed food if you can get to the point where pickles and jams well even jams as fruit isn't it it's just, it's just you know fermented fruit in a way if you can get that that's so much more beneficial than getting something that's been put other emulsifiers or, or preservatives or anything. Listen, you can say what you want. I will never hear a bad word against Brant's <laughs> 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 well, But you can pickle at home, hey. It's not a difficult yeah. thing to do and you can you can preserve food and you know if you're going to the farmer's market and find yourself buying more than you normally would, you know, if you if you, there's a bit of a glut of things like yes. um even like anything onions tomatoes you, you can pickle things at home it's quite it's pretty easy yeah to do. Yeah. yeah and it's a great way to uh you know get, avoid wastage and to be able to enjoy if it's off season of course and apparently improve your social anxiety <laughs> exactly all the better <laughs> Fantastic. and uh when you mentioned there your branston pickle funny enough i have a note here branston pickle actually cheese and pickle and uh, i don't know if that's the healthiest combination you know i think as always in balance but the reason i've made a note of this is about crackers salted crackers how you like your crackers i've got a news story when we come back i'll be sharing it with you coming out of the united states regarding martha stewart who has put together a new cracker a triscuit no less um she's got coconut and sea salt as the flavor combination she says it's going to be habit forming well i want to know what your cracker of choice is uh let us know what you prefer i'm very partial to an oat cake i have to say are you oh yeah that feels like that should be a healthy choice. I don't know if it is or not, but... Well, we'll find out. And when we come back, we'll share this news story along with... Uh, we've got to get you the first clue to our mystery ingredient as well, so stay with us. Guess the ingredient. Keeper of the clues, editor of Good Magazine, Helen Farmer. Today's mystery ingredient is also known as Salvia Hispanica. It is often listed as a so-called superfood. 
If you think you know, we've already mentioned it actually this morning. If you think you know what our ingredient is, then let us know. And joining us at table is co-owner and co-founder of the Cycle Hub and the Cycle Bistro, Sam Syadun, along with executive chef, uh, that is Patrick Ikenofo from Auckland, New Zealand. And Luke Matthews, have you been out? I've done, I've already done a um, run and a swim this morning already. Whoa. So we're, uh, Where are you swimming, Luke? Um, at Fit Republic. Are you just next in, to you? Yeah, I Do mean, I live it? in Sports City. Oh, so it is like literally two minutes away. I so. only ask because we're doing a feature on indoor swimming pools at the oh, moment. Oh, it's a huge and, um, one. 50 metre. Yeah. yeah. It's got a split 50 and 25. That's so, so cool. You've got the and options. they can change the lengths and yeah. diving boards and all sorts. Yeah. Um, no and damage. you can also get out and do some cycling on the side. I, I do that. It's yeah. the exact, exact in, thing. And it's I was amazing. going, what about changing? But of course you can wear the suit. Yeah. You can go you swimming go from, and go yeah. straight on the bike. So for me, it's perfect because it's, like, it's just like doing a proper triathlon. Yeah, so you that's go straight so cool. From Did they build it for you? That's it. Yeah, yeah. I just demand these things and Sam gets it for me. So it's all right. Uh, talking about stories, news stories that have caught our eye this morning. And uh, one that caught my eye was about Martha Stewart, you know, the housekeeping hero. Well, hero or oh, not, as the case yes. may be. Um, you know, she's quite friendly with Snoop Dogg. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that, actually. <laughs> she's concocted the fanciest cracker flavour in the grocery store, according to this article from the Huffington Post. So Triscuits, now they've been around since 1901, but Stewart's made them very on-trend. And so in 2015, her toasted coconut and sea salt flavoured Triscuit hit the shelves just in May of this year. Made me think about, as we're talking about the foods that give us energy and, you know, snacking and crackers, and I'm you know, it's something I'll always kind of reach for is, you know, maybe some cottage cheese, some, you know, hard cheese, a cracker. But are they good for us or not? And what's your favourite kind of combo, your combination? So, Sam, let's, uh, you're originally from Iran, okay, you, you are, That's aren't right, you? Yeah. yeah. I've lived here a long time now. You've been in the UAE for many years. Uh, are you partial to a cracker? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I said over the years now that I've getting into the paleo diet more and more I've sort of avoided these kind of items um, they are a very quick snack that sort of fills you up for now but that doesn't doesn't, doesn't do the job that it's supposed to do but yeah I mean if you're uh, at a party and someone pulls out the cracker <laughs> <laughs> ooh, crazy cracker. parties are you go to yeah ooh, <laughs> <laughs> look at this crack so I mean yeah it's 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 a great uh, it's a great filler and and you can the, the the benefit of a cracker is that you can do so many things with it. You put what you put on top will make the difference to the experience, really. And I think that's right. And you know, I'm going to share a, a little bit throughout the morning about the crackers because uh, you know some of them are okay, some of them are not so good. You've got to avoid the trans fats, and that's something that's coming through more and more in health as being the killer, the thing that's very bad for us. And they are in some crackers, not all, and that's something to look out for. Uh, salt, of course, as well. So if you can get your sea salt on the cracker, all the better. But you're right, it's also what you add to the cracker that's going to make a difference. And no disrespect to Martha, but that would be my concern with her Triscuit. I think coconut's such quite a strong flavour, so that surely would dictate kind of what you'd be able to put on it. No, that's Whereas a good if point. you go for a nice water biscuit, it's much more of a neutral base. <laughs> ah, well, one of our listeners, say. yeah, they're agreeing with you, saying <laughs> cars, water biscuits yes. from my hometown. Yes. Uh, you're an English boy, Luke. Are you partial to a Cars water biscuit? No, too bland for me. Not not a big fan, to be honest. Because um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of cheese neither. So crackers don't really work for me. Like a good sort of cracker would be um, something like a ravita, so a rye cracker. Um, maybe something with a really nice ripe avocado on there with a bit of chili sauce. Be really good. Or like a treat is. Um, for me, because I don't eat that many crackers, would be same again, rye cracker with um, homemade peanut butter mm. on top. 
perfect something like that <laughs> sounds good to me I, I, avocado is a great one a nice ripe avocado, avocado I'll put on to avoid using butter yeah, to perfect. you know good just idea. give you the good, good oils as well for a bit of a cream factor yeah. exactly really yeah now chef from Auckland New Zealand what are you partial to when it comes to crackers um, when I think about crackers like when I was a, a child like because most of my family like I'm, I'm for, I have a Pacific Island background so these, I don't know if you guys have heard of them, they're called cabin bread, and they used to come in really big tins, you know? So we used to... Uh, like rusks? I don't know, like, it's like a big tin. Rusks. Anyway, so then like, you'd cut open a coconut, and then you'd just fill it with like a ripe new coconut, you know? And then you'd just fill it with crackers, and you'd leave it there for about half an hour, and then you'd just eat it like that. Wow, wow. that's so interesting. Mm. So you're leaving the crackers in there, and what, like to soaks, absorb? Yeah, yeah, soaks up all the juice. Nice. And then you just scrape off the inside and eat like a so bit he's of... he's doing it the other way around. Instead of putting something yeah, on the right. coconut. <laughs> it's because they're on the other Upside side of the world, down. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're giving Martha Stewart a run for her money. I have to say, that's really interesting. So that mm. makes you think, what else could you do? What, uh, what else could you put crackers into to absorb a flavor or mm. juice? I use them on soup quite yeah. a bit. Mm. Yeah, like a crouton. Mm-hmm. If, if, yeah, in the, in the, in the I use that as like a kind of a fake... It's a sad, sad crouton. <laughs> <laughs> in the States, it's a standard. Like if you go to any, um, any of these sort of of Denny's or uh, sort of a quick quick eat places diners you don't go to those sort of places no no it was, I've heard about it <laughs> and um, and when you go, they give you a bowl of soup chicken enchiladas chilies or something and they put crackers on the side it's a standard thing that two packets or three packets of little crackers and people put them in and they, and if you don't have the crackers they're like oh where's the crackers you know? what's the point of having the, the soup without the crackers you're like eat the soup <laughs> I love it actually uh, you, you want a bit of crispiness but actually when it go, they go soft yeah, into like it yeah <laughs> well what are your choice of crackers let us know if you've got some interesting combinations Can't beat a bit of Shirley Temple on a Thursday morning on the brunch show. And uh, yeah, let us know your choice of cracker. And uh, maybe you like to substitute your cracker as I do for bread, which brings us on to Sam, your news story regarding substitutions in food. Yeah, a lot of people have been told, oh, don't eat this or you can't eat this. So what they often do is they're looking for a substitute to give them, let's say, the calories or the or the energy or, or the taste or whatever that replaces that thing they're going to give up. So one of the things I found uh, on, a, on a website called The Military Diet was that you can substitute a grapefruit for a uh, half a teaspoon of baking soda and a glass of water. So... I'm not sure <laughs> why you want to. Well, because uh, I mean, some people eat grapefruit to sort of let control their diet, control their pH in their body. Because um, grapefruit and lemons do that kind of uh, task inside your body, and and you know the, the, the pH, the baking soda, and the pH balance is better for burning fat. So it's for people who are trying to sort of uh, control their weight, control their diet, and the baking soda helps. And I thought it was an. Int- I, I personally, I think it's dangerous. Uh, some of those substitutions because people you know the internet now you can do anything and you find anything so my suggestion to people I'm not recommending this on the radio I'm just saying that please if you have a if you have an allergy or something please consult a doctor consult a nutritionist make sure you know what you're doing because it's very easy to mix everything up what else is on that list then 
Well, they, 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 for, for example, for tuna, some people want to have tuna because the doctor said, oh, don't have meat, have red tuna, it's much better for you, it's a fish. Um, or some people also can't have that, so they, 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 there are other substitutions with enough protein. There's cottage cheese, chicken, tofu, and almonds, for example, are a good substitute. And, the, and the, the, the message in the in the website was that don't just try to uh, substitute the quantity. You got to sort of measure. You say that a, a 100 grams of tuna would have given you this much calories or proteins, or substitute that for the right amount of something yeah, else. Yeah, because 100 grams of almonds would be a very different. Yeah. Effect. So don't just uh, <laughs> don't just like you know just take, take the whole thing and just rep- you know go measure all these and find out what's inside one almond or hundred grams of almonds. Um, but it's become very much that culture, hasn't it? You know we're 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 being fed this information all the time. You can replace one thing with something else, and you can still get the benefit, but it'll help you in certain areas. So look, when we come back, we'll explore this a little bit more and share your uh, messages on crackers. Kumar's saying a Ritz cracker with a bit of fresh Parmesan cheese on top sounds good to me, Kumar. But I've got some information about the Ritz cracker for you they're um, delicious but bad for you no 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 they're not too bad actually um, oh um, no you're going to break his heart no 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 I, I lo- I'm partial to a Ritz cracker I like that little salty biscuit that you can <laughs> put your little bit of cream cheese on with an olive on top something like that and you know it, revealing it all now it fits rather nicely all in one go doesn't it <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> lots coming in we'll share your messages stay with us guess the ingredient Hello Farmers here, editor of Good Magazine. Pick up a copy, you can read my columns, find out how I got on at Glastonbury. You may have heard a little bit on air, but you can find out more in the magazine, along with fabulous articles, features, and making your life easier. That's what Good Magazine does. And some great recipes. So Helen, I know you're a foodie. You can't reveal the answer to our mystery ingredient, but clue number two, please. Today's mystery ingredient is mostly added to other foods as a topping or put into smoothies, breakfast cereals, energy bars, granola bars, yoghurt or bread, or it's consumed raw. So if you think you know what this mystery ingredient is today, let us know. Now, we've got the founder here, co-owner and co-founder, Sam Syedan. And we've also got chef, executive chef at the Cycle Bistro, Patrick Iginofo, and Luke Matthews, who's on the team. He works there. He'll sell you a bike, he will. Ah, but he also... Sounds like a threat, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Force you to ride home. But he's uber fit, and uh, he has the title there as the Cycle Hub's Iron Man. And we'll find out what uh, he's in training for. It's just coming up, actually, very soon soon yep. in uh, in uh, just uh, the next couple of weeks uh, and uh, we've been talking about crackers and crackers of choice and uh, chef was telling us about uh, the cabin bread as he calls it these big tins that used to get living on the island in the New Zealand being an island boy and Caroline's just texting to say my mother is from Rarotonga and I just got into my car to hear someone talking about cabin bread hilarious I ate a lot of cabin bread soaked in cups of tea thanks for the memory yeah <laughs> it's um it, used to, it was actually like because um, my mum she's from an island called Nui it's just quite close to Tonga um, so they what happened like back in the day is they used to just ship maybe once a month or once every couple of months ship a whole bunch of food over there so there'd be like you know massive like I'm talking like maybe 20 litre tins of this kind of of this bread cabin cracker thing so you had to like it really yeah it was quite like it's quite similar to those Huntley and Palmer's you know ah. the square yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, there you go She, you were, you were dipping them into or leaving them to soak into coconut this is like the opposite of dunking biscuits and tea <laughs> yeah. kind of you like leaving it to soak sounds like the ultimate comfort food it's fabulous well keep your stories coming in of your particular 
cracker of choice and uh, memories of uh, Kumar was saying that he loves a Ritz cracker with a bit of fresh Parmesan cheese on top uh, someone else is saying you can talk all day nothing beats a good old mature cheddar and Branston pickle oh, cracker yes my soulmate is out there and <laughs> <laughs> uh, loads coming in on that keep them coming in if you're a partial to avocado but they're out of season or hard cooked shelled broad beans or peas are a wonderful substitute also cucumber lettuce or carrot make great substitute for crackers too that's fantastic they're great ideas and we've been talking about substitution of food with Sam's story this morning and uh, yeah Helen you want to come back on that yeah I did only because um, muffins are so kind of popular here and you go to any kind of coffee store and you grab a coffee and you grab a muffin the next thing you know you're kind of 600 calories down you get a buzz and then you still you're hungry an hour later whereas the muffins we've had this morning absolutely delicious and presumably paleo and and pretty good for me so what i'd like to understand is what's what's in them could i make them at home (laughs) um and yeah why should we why should be choosing this over over a kind of a shop bought yeah and what makes it paleo what does that mean um well it's gluten-free it's there's no dairy it's pretty simple to make at home you could have a um it's pretty much only ground almonds um eggs and that's about it. Like, really, that's your base. So, so ground almonds instead of flour? Yeah. Okay. Because you'd never guess. Because a sponge feels just like a, like a sponge. You'd never, we would never know. And then you add the fruit. Yeah. But the raw, like, the raw mix, before you bake it, it doesn't even look like, uh, it doesn't look like a normal muffin mix. You know, it's not like, it's quite strange. It's I not like a batter. Like a, no, no. It's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like a paste. Okay. Yeah. It's, so it's the different, that's the difference right there is the is the point about gluten mm-hmm. and gluten-free. Now, gluten gives that texture to dough, gives that elasticity to dough, and that's why people use it. And it's also available in mass production, in big fields, and then they put it in sacks and they take it to the warehouse. And da, da, da. It's one of the most processed foods in the world, really, because it comes, it comes to you and then gets reprocessed into another food. And the whole idea of paleo, you know, proper, healthy... The paleo food is about what a... Just to make it really simple... What a person, let's say, a few hundred, a few thousand years ago would have eaten. He would have come out of his house or his dwelling and gone out there and found whatever he could catch or kill or pick or grab. And he would have brought it home and did whatever he could do with it in his little environment and then eat that. And that is the most natural type of food. He, he got, there's no, nothing in the middle, no middleman, yeah, so no it's not, factory. It's, it's kind of cutting out the processes, whole foods. I know you guys aren't fans of counting calories, but how would a muffin like that compare to something that you get at a coffee shop if people are kind of conscious of, of that? Yeah, if you're, for example, you said you're having it in the morning with your coffee as your breakfast, you expect to be burning those calories. Yeah. So as you're going through the day, you're gonna, you know, everyone has a certain number of calories they burn. There's, there's a fact, there's 1,300 kilojoules or calories that you burn in the day and if you if you re- eat responsibly let's say you don't just keep eating all day you have meals at meal times or you eat a little bit at a time and as you get through the end of the day you slow down your diet and in the evening you have something very small and you go to sleep and then you've done the right thing your body continues to to balance itself over a period of time it's not each day at a time it's months and months of, of time so you've got to get into this rhythm 
Ned says text in. It'd be good to hear your thoughts on this. He's saying, it's a bit tiring all these foods you can and can't eat. I think people seem to like obsessions. It's pretty obvious what you can and can't eat. You need to put into you what you can work out, what you can work off. I mean, a dinner party today is no longer, are you a vegetarian? It's, are you carb-free, vegan, or (laughs) blah, 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 blah. Um, Be aware it's easy, uh, you know, to you know watch what you eat and make sure you're moving keep moving and then adds by the way thin crisps crackers with pesto sauce sliced tomatoes <laughs> and sliced onion and a bit of salt and pepper is heaven sounds good to me nids but you know are we becoming too obsessional fussy and bothered about what we're eating uh, it's it's it, there's a there's a very straight answer to this a few years ago or 20 years ago 30 years ago, let's say the internet wasn't around and you didn't have as much information as you do now and there was not as much research into food because food in the world has become an issue over the years, you know, and then GMO was in, in introduced, uh, genetically modified foods. People were like, oh, what's that? Suddenly there was some research. People went and checked things and they asked, for, asked questions about this food. And it's come to light that some of these foods over time that are created to keep the workforce and the, and the human population growing are not good for you. They've led to diseases like cancer. They've led to diseases like heart disease, these immuno diseases that di- didn't exist maybe before or did exist in a different way. These have come through the food you've ate. So there's, there is scientific fact to support this. And if you, let's say you cut out as many of these things, yeah, you can burn it all off. It's not a problem. It's calories. But w- will your immune system be as good as it should be when you're 70 or 80 years old? Uh, if you want to have a nice retirement, because none of us have it in sight, right? We keep working and working. <laughs> but one day, one, day, one day we think we're going to stop working and be able to relax. But I want to be able to do it without going to the hospital every day or having to rely on someone else. So if I do the right thing now for the first 60 years of my life, I assume that I'm going to have a good last few years. I know that sounds like morbid, but... No, it's not. It's about investing in yourself. It's about investing. It's like to, to, oh, a few years ago, it was like, have you invested in your in your retirement? You're like, oh, I don't have any money. Oh. <laughs> now, so now it's about investing in your health. It, it's a long-term thing. And we're going to be living longer as well. Hey? We're going to be living longer. And you're going to be paying Hopefully. taxes and they want your money longer. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you're very active. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you, you're watching what you eat. But you're eating a lot because you need to, because you're burning off a lot of energy. Yeah. What, in fact, you could, ch- actually, your news story is interesting. Share with us what you wanted to bring to the table today. Um, mine's more about, like, um, s- um, sweet potato. Because, um, for me, carbohydrates is something that I have to be careful with. Um, and sweet potato is one of my main sources of carbohydrates because uh, the low GI index in it. Um, it doesn't give you such a um, sugar high as something like a white potato. And they found that um, in Africa they produce so many white sweet potatoes, but it's, n- it's very um, deficient in certain vitamins. And the um, orange sweet potato is basically it's high in vitamin A, especially vitamin A. So they basically started crossbreeding the white and orange um, sweet potato to help obviously all these um, diseases that especially the children because it's causing blindness with the lack of vitamin A um, it's been a long process since it's been going over a few years but um, they're now starting to produce enough to be able to um, fend off a lot of these different diseases and this is just through the orange sweet potato um, and as I say it's a massive part of my diet because it gives gives me a nice uh, slow release of um, uh, slow release of energy instead of just that hit straight away from something like a white potato 
Um, and it just goes to show, doesn't it, the impact it can have just changing, you know, the, with the growing and the nurturing of different vegetables, yeah. fruits across the globe and how it can affect people close to it that are growing it, that are relying on it to how it is when it hits our tables and cafes. Now, I'm hoping I haven't been to your place for a while, but uh, your sweet potato fries are still on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> are they? Are they? <laughs> they are. They are. But we're we're trying to. That's that's a uh, as Luke said. I mean, he burns that, but that's a high. It is high. High carb uh, sort of. It is a high carb, but you know, as Nid says, he came back and he said, "I like your answer, Sam, but I still think there's no reason to obsess. Love good, <laughs> love life, and I say, love your sweet potato yeah, option. We, we, you want to substitute your fries? Go with your sweet potato yeah. fries. Well, what we've definitely. Got, what we've gonna, what we're gonna do with the new menu? For example, this dish, the uh, the root uh, root vegetable cake here, you having has sweet potato in it and beetroot, uh, a couple of other things the chef will talk about now. But but we are gonna. We, it used to be a big popular dish that you know people come and order fries. It, they used to it. That you go to a restaurant, and you say, "Oh, I'll have some fries as a snack." What was your top the top seller? No? It was it's still a top seller actually. <laughs> it's a top selling. You're taking it off the menu. No, we're not taking it off. We're not taking. I know. I know. People are going to be caught. Negative. The phone's going to ring. Now. <laughs> people waiting for me outside the studio. <laughs> put it back on. Put it back on. No, um, there was actually a, some some outcry once. We we ran out of stock for a little while. <laughs> put outcry. But um, what we're going to do is we're going to reduce it. We're going to make it a smaller portion, so you can have it as a side dish. But we want you to try the other food we want you to eat other other things that are good for you that we are believe in we we want you to have good food we believe in the sweet potato fry uh, but you know it is don't think that you know don't fool yourself that it's uh, going to be good for you it's still fried yeah. uh, uh, but it might be marginally better yeah. than having a, a white potato fry guess the ingredient helen farmer editor of good magazine where are we up to now it's clue number three so today's mystery ingredient comes from a flowering plant which blossoms into a beautiful blue colour and which is a member of the mint family. The plant can grow up to 1.8 metres high. I can tell you, Riaz, it's not flaxseed. Uh, I had flaxseeds this morning. No, I didn't. I had linseeds, actually, in my cup of hot lemon water from uh, Be Supernatural down at Galleries Lafayette. Um, it's not honey either, Fleur. And uh, so, Chef, talk us through. We've just been tasting this beautiful uh, combination of the ingredients, and it's on your new menu. Yeah, so this one is uh, like a... It's a hash cake, pretty much root vegetable hash cake with um, pretty everything that comes from all root vegetables, really. You know, parsnips, beetroots, sweet potato, pumpkin, um, and it has a smoky tomato relish there. The um, relish is amazing. It's insane. So mm. good. It's, so it's, it's like it's like used as a base, right? So you've got this root cake as a base, and then you could put presumably anything on here. But we've got mm. poached egg, some spin spinach, spinach, some sp- bacon. Mm, I wanted to put kale on there, but the suppliers didn't send it. So, oh, about the suppliers every day, you know, that's a tough sure. thing. Sure, yeah, well, we can talk about that. But you know, did you hear recently? I've just read something recently about the, c- the concerns around kale. Um, worries about kale, chef? I don't, I don't have any worries about it. I, it was actually my news story before the um, before I brought this new news story, but we're not allowed <laughs> to use that news story. But I read that, you know, and I showed Luca, and he told me it was. Um, well, pesticides or something yeah, it wasn't actually what, the kale it was what's like going on the kale like in the pesticides that they're using and it's been linked to obviously this batch of kale that's being made it's the same story that I read about um, 
It's more the pesticides than the actual kale because the kale itself. Yeah, I mean, if you no doubt if you read into kale, it is the best like leafy green that you can eat. Like there's certain properties of it that is so good, even for like your eyesight when you're growing really? older. Yeah, there's certain things in there that is um, I, um, stop help. I also uh, help read stop this blindness. week about um, a t- in a seaweed dulse, which I I know because my mum's from Northern Ireland and they eat dulse like. I don't like a snack like you do crisps yeah strange um, and it's got a kind of smoky almost like kind of bacony flavour but it's got more nutrients than kale don't know <laughs> if it's available in the UAE yet but give, give them time dulse. dulse what is it I can only say it in a Northern Irish it's like accent dulse. dulse seaweed it's like seaweed mm. is it dry or is it it can be, can dr- be uh, yeah it can be dried out so they would have it like 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 crisps almost dried yeah. out or you can soak it and use it in recipes that way as well so I guess what it's highlighting again is to yeah we're, we're you know we pick up on the marketing uh, around food and kale is definitely up there in the last few years as this new uber food and yeah, it's good yeah. For yeah. Us. kale yeah. Yeah, yeah and it is it is good for us yeah. but also it doesn't mean that you don't need to be aware and always look at where you're getting your produce from so exactly. where how it's been sourced and do you need to be washing it and you yeah. know just you have to follow the trail don't you you have to follow the the line you if just you have like. to take a bit of interest a bit more interest people have to take a little bit more interest in what they're eating and where they're getting it from um big part plays in like the bistro of like our sourcing of the uh, products that we use um but yeah and that's the thing that's kind of annoying because stories like that come about and then people think oh I shouldn't eat kale mm-hmm. I shouldn't eat kale but it's actually if you look into the story into a bit more depth that it's only the process of how it's been made is then some scientists have said because of this bad batch of kale that it's not good for you and then that's been twisted and then we're going down another path mm. of at the end of the day it's, it's a leafy green it's going to be good for you right the mm. nutrients in it are going to be great um so yeah just be careful from where you buy your products Mm. Uh, you mentioned seaweed there which is something very prominent in Japan and Mm -hmm. Will's texting to say when you're looking at like life expectancy saying on a lighter note life expectancy (laughs) (laughs) thanks Will (laughs) in uh, various countries varies so much so in the UK 72 I thought it was higher than that actually in the UK but anyway Will is saying 72 is the life that can't be right because people are living definitely living longer in the UK but anyway 72 and Japan is 84 so he says forget all the fancy diets and things like that they're going to make you live longer I'm just moving to Japan when I'm 71 (laughs) (laughs) and that will get him into the right bracket (laughs) thanks Thanks for that Will Uh, and uh, so so have you got a story for us one that you're allowed to talk about chef a new story or not that was my one, the kale one. Oh, the kale, kale one. one yeah. I read your mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. That's very clever. Well, let's bring <laughs> Helen's second story in then, because we're loving this story, kind of. Well, it depends. It depends if you like Nutella. So, the, uh, the French ecology, ecology minister has said, we should stop eating Nutella because of global warming. So, basically, Nutella is being demonised for global warming. Again... As Luke was saying, when, when you start to dig a little bit deeper, we're not demonising the tap. That one what we're really <laughs> saying, <laughs> what we're really saying, it's all about palm oil. So um, palm oil is one of the key components in Nutella and at least deforestation. So the, um, the French minister said, um, we have to replant a lot of trees. There's massive deforestation, which also leads to global warming. She said, we should stop eating Nutella, for example, because it's made with palm oil. Oil palms replace trees and therefore cause considerable damage to the environment, suggesting the product could be made with other ingredients. Well, yeah, interesting. It is something to be aware of, right? Yeah, totally well, agree. It's, it, it's, she's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I guess what we need to do is start getting a bit more creative about alternatives and substitutes. About the um, substitution, exactly. Yeah, I, I've got the. Um, well, I think I've got a substitution. Like, I mean, I make a lot of my own nut butters. 
Do you? Like yeah. al- almond butter, yeah. peanut yeah. butter? And there's certain ones like cashews, like an, I'll put like a natural cacao into there. So then you've got your chocolate cashew butter, or you can do it with a hazelnut. So why, why add the oil? Yes. Oil is, is the bad part of it, right? Like you're adding too much oil into your diet. Mm-hmm. So a certain amount's good. But um, if you just go all natural, I mean, like even just blending up your peanuts. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that caught me off guard <laughs> um, until obviously they come to that consistency I mean you can make them at home you know kind of like the a, how would you do that because I just put a Nutribullet off the back of my two weeks of feasting yeah, in, in Ireland <laughs> um, and for things like they, you know you can make paste from powders as well you can kind of emulsify nuts as well in it right oh with the Nutribullet I'm not, yeah. I wasn't so sure about the blade on it I'm not I'm, I don't know there's like You'd a milling blade and a, uh, and a kind of a, cool. a smoothie type blade I mean, it does. I mean, sometimes you, you need an industrial, more yeah. like an industrial blender. Like a Vitamix. The, the, yeah, the blade, <laughs> the blade obviously gets worn down. Mm-hmm. But pretty much any butter, like I mean, you don't need to add any other ingredients. I mean, like say for the almonds, almond butter that I make, I'll put in the oven for like a few minutes just to warm them up, just to start to release the oils. Okay. Put them in the processor and just keep blitzing them until they come to that paste. Once they're in that paste, then you can start to add all your other flavourings to it. If you just wanted to add cacao, so then you've got chocolate almond butter or chocolate cashew butter. Wow. We're you talking so. about kind of um, kind of trendy ingredients, so your quinoa and your kale. Coconut oil's obviously been been huge in the news recently, saying, you know, put it in your hair, put it on, you know, your face. In your I give coffee. It, I, in your coffee, yeah. exactly. And you have the kind of the, the supercharged yeah. coffees. I give it to my dogs because... <laughs> good for healthy coat and milk. Yeah, exactly. Um, Perfect. And she's got ever so shiny dogs. Oh, they're they're the shiniest in the whole of Dubai. But they can be a bit fussy, so the puppy doesn't like to eat the food sometimes. So we put like, you know, a teaspoon of coconut oil Mm. and he loves it for some reason. But I think one of the common misconceptions, just because something's perceived to be healthy doesn't mean you can't, you can eat it in unlimited unlimited quantities, right? Yeah. And oil calorie per kind of gram is huge, right? It's it's a, a, packs a big calorific punch. What do you think about kind of weighing up the the calorie versus um, kind of benefits? 